0: Riddle me this, should you get the eight gigabyte, 16 gigabyte or brand new 24 gigabytes of RAM option for the M2 MacBook Air, MacBook Pro and the presumptive Mac mini? And here's the truth. As someone who's been reviewing and testing MacBooks for 13 years, there are a ton of benchmarks out there including memory tests and they're fine sometimes but they tend to measure very specific synthetic things to various degrees of accuracy and relevancy And they require specific understanding and interpretations far beyond just downloading apps and hitting the run button. And they need to be presented with a ton of context if they're going to be helpful to anyone, most of all you, which they almost never are. And so much depends on your personal workload. Everything from whether you just use light documents and streaming video to running multiple memory-intensive, memory-hungry, real-world apps and bloated social media sites and endless Chrome tabs, along with ugly cross-compiled games and intensely, intensely greedy electron apps that we're just being festooned with so much lately, all at the same time and for long periods of time, but also between what you might be okay cramming yourself into now, today, and what you really might need to prepare for future proofing tomorrow. So, my recommendation, based on all of my experience, is if you can afford it, make the 16 gigabyte model your baseline. Macs are supremely well built, they last a long time for years. And even if you don't think you need 16 gigabytes now, you may need it eventually, and you cannot add more RAM to these Macs later. It's literally part of the chipset. What you buy is what you're gonna be stuck with for three years, five years, maybe even more. And if you're already thinking of 24 gigabytes, I'd urge you to look at the Pro chipset instead because not only can you get even more than 24 gigabytes there, you can just do a hell of a lot more with it. I'd only recommend the 24 gigabyte model if you have money to burn for an ultra light travel machine and you really, really need for your intensive graphics or video or whatever tasks, the 24 gigabytes of physical memory to work with on that ultra low power, ultra portable machine. Now I get, I totally get that 16 gigabytes adds an extra US $200 upfront to the price tag or US $17 more on monthly installments. And that can be more money than you have on hand. But over the course of three years, five years, it could more than pay for itself in both the potential of the Mac, your ability to do work and the reduction of your personal stress and anxiety levels. Because if you've somehow been misled to believe that Apple Silicon Max having unified memory architecture will magically make eight gigabytes work like 16 gigabytes, it won't, it really won't. Unified memory just means the CPU, GPU, neural engines all the compute cores have access to that same pool of memory. It has huge, huge amounts of performance and efficiency advantages that just can't be overstated. Faster RAM for the CPU, more RAM for the GPU, no need to copy back and forth between all those used, but that pool of memory is still limited to exactly the number that it says on the box. And yes, Apple does a lot with memory compression and super fast swap, starting at the silicon level with accelerators and controllers and going all the way through super high performance and expensive LPDDR5 RAM and NAND flash storage, which lets you fit as much as possible into that memory and swap it out in and out as fast as possible. So fast you can't even tell it's happening sometimes. It absolutely positively lets that RAM be just all that it can be, but it's still limited to what that RAM be. So if you're someone who's just super into technology and really wants to see all the tests to measure all the memory pressure, I would very humbly submit to you that if you know what memory pressure is, you pretty much just self-selected into the 16 gigabytes of RAM group by default, maybe even 24 gigabytes if you're a very, very, very specific slice of nerd. And I'll add to that as an extra bonus, Rick, unless you plan on streaming pretty much everything all the time, everywhere, get more than the baseline 256 gigabytes of storage as well, especially if you know your workload will be affected by the single serial NAND chip in the DoorCrasher model. The basic rule of thumb that I like to go by is to get double what you currently have or think that you'll need because storage creep isn't just real, it's coming for all of us. So, and I know I'm just sticker pricing it all the way up here, but if you can possibly afford it, get 512 gigabytes as your starting point as well, which is honestly what I wish Apple would make the default starting point of all these new Macs. And I know it's another $200 upfront, another $17 per month, but as a bonus, that size and above has two NAND chips, which means they'll work in parallel and just give you all of that top end read-write speed right back. And yes, of course, unlike RAM, you can add external storage later, but unless you have it already, you'll still have to buy it, pay for it. And if you pay for anything remotely fast enough to see the transfer speed difference, you should use that money for internal upfront instead if you possibly can, because nothing, no external will beat that internal storage, especially for a MacBook, where it can be just super annoying, beyond inconvenient to just have all those drives dingle dangling all the time. It totally kills the whole ultra portable vibe of a MacBook. So absolutely do not spend a dollar or dime more than you have, but make sure you get something that you'll be truly comfortable, that'll be truly useful to you, not just for today, but for tomorrow, and most likely, almost certainly for years to come, because that's exactly how Apple's Mac and Silicon team think. Just check out my interview with the VP of Mac product marketing and VP of Silicon at Apple. And like all of my interviews, it's ad-free and sponsor-free, and extended on Nebula, along with my four-part studio tour series and my mini documentary on what the iPhone's impact has been on my life and the lives of many other of your favorite creators. Stuff I know, I just know the nerdiest, most dedicated and hardcore of you will totally love. All ad-free, sponsor-free on Nebula and bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositystream.com slash Richie or click the link below. And right now, today, because you're watching this video, you can get CuriosityStream on sale for 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, way, way less than the price of your average Mac dongle for the whole entire year. And that includes, there are thousands of amazing documentaries and series, a whole entire section on technology that goes deep into not just the science, but the ethics of everything that we're so busily racing to invent. It is bar none the absolute best way to support educational creators directly, And just the best damn deal in streaming today for over 26% off CuriosityStream. Less than 15 bucks a year. And Nebula bundled in for free. Just click the button on the screen or go to curiositystream.com slash Clicking on that button really helps out the channel. And so does hitting up this playlist for even more hyper detailed videos on M2 and everything coming next. So just hit up that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.